Briarton in Charlotte, North Carolina. An update now on what is Tropical Storm Edalia. Downgraded at 5 p.m. by the National Hurricane Center to Tropical Storm Status. The center of the storm is now making its way into South Carolina. This was all to be expected and anticipated as we headed on into this later Wednesday evening hour. What I want to show you now is the updated forecast track from the National Hurricane Center, which shows those tropical storm force winds making their way across the southern portions of South Carolina, the coastal portions of South Carolina, all along the I-95 corridor. We have tropical storm warnings in effect now for the entire coast of both South and North Carolina. North Carolina can expect this storm to move up into its area as we go on through the overnight hours. It's going to be hugging the coast before swinging back out to sea somewhere off the coast of Wilmington, where it'll then head towards Bermuda. Let's take a look. The biggest impact here again is going to be the flash flood risk for the six inches of rain across the I-20, I-26, I-95 corridor in both North Carolina and much of South Carolina. This is going to be a flash flood risk because if you think about how saturated the grounds are after all the rain we've been having and the fact the rivers and the creeks and the streams are still trying to flow down that water, plus the additional inches of rainfall that will be falling today. That's why both North Carolina and South Carolina have this risk for flash flooding in place. And if you're along the coast, we can see anywhere from two to five feet of storm surge on top of the high tide, the king tide that is already occurring. So coastal flooding will be a major concern. In just a moment, we're going to listen to an update from North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper. We heard an update earlier in the day. It's available in this feed from the governor of South Carolina, Henry McMaster. Both North Carolina and South Carolina do have states of disaster in a place which allows them to access additional funding and additional resources. We will be along at 9 p.m. Eastern time tonight right here on the Carolina Weather Group with an update on the storm, as well as real-time updates, live radar, and real-time warnings streaming on our Carolina Weather Net, available for free anywhere you watch YouTube from your phone to your smart TV. You can also find that on the Carolina Weather Group YouTube channel. Here now an update from Raleigh, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper and his state officials. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining us today. As we look toward Labor Day weekend and the onset of fall, we're reminded that we're entering the heart of hurricane season. In fact, experts predict a particularly active storm season this year. Today, we're preparing for the first named storm of the season to impact our state as Hurricane Idalia works its way across the southeast after hitting Florida and Georgia. Our response teams here in the Emergency Operations Center are tracking this storm and preparing around the clock. About an hour ago, I spoke with President Biden, and yesterday evening, I spoke with FEMA Administrator Chriswell. It's important for us to coordinate with our federal partners in times like this. We're hoping for the best and preparing for the worst. On Monday, I declared a state of emergency. It waives rules for transportation of fuel, gives farmers flexibility to quickly harvest crops, helps line workers restore power, and gets quick help where it's needed most. Today, the forecast for North Carolina has come more into focus. Heavy rainfall and localized flooding are our greatest threats as Idalia approaches the southeastern corner of North Carolina. We also anticipate possible flash flooding across the Piedmont and Coastal Plain so everyone needs to stay alert. Heavier rainfall of five to eight inches east of I-95 is expected later this evening and into early tomorrow. 
When it hits us, this storm will likely be near tropical storm strength. Tropical storm warnings are now in effect for our entire coast. If you're in the affected area and you haven't already, stock up on supplies now, listen to emergency alerts, and stay off the flooded roads. Our emergency management officials, the National Guard, State Highway Patrol troopers, and transportation and local first responders are staged across the state and working to keep people safe. I've authorized National Guard activation, which means soldiers and vehicles are staged in key areas, ready to deploy when and if they're needed. Swiftwater rescue teams are preparing to deploy in eastern and central parts of our state. So far, several counties and cities have declared their own local states of emergency, while the statewide state of emergency remains in effect. We do expect power outages and are working with our utility partners on a swift response. Our Department of Transportation utilizes drones in weather events like this to survey damage, and their workers stand ready to identify trouble and help clear roadways as quickly as possible. We expect winds, rain, and flooding to continue to impact our state even into Saturday. I encourage people to listen to local officials and make sure you have a plan if you're in an area with a flood risk. Prepare an emergency kit if you don't have one. This is the first storm of the season and it may not be the last. So go to readync.gov to learn more about it. Today I'm joined up here by Emergency Management Director Will Ray, our Public Safety Secretary Eddie Buffalo, our Transportation Secretary Eric Boyette, the Adjutant General of the North Carolina National Guard, Todd Hunt, Colonel Freddie Johnson, the Commander of the North Carolina State Highway Patrol, Emergency Management Assistant Director for Planning, Katie Webster. Our American Sign Language interpreters are Karen Magoon, Jeff Greer, and Mark Leinberger. And behind the scenes, as always, our Spanish language interpreters, Jackie Mativier and Erica Kugler. At this time, I'll ask Director Ray for his update. Thank you, Governor Cooper. Cooper, and good afternoon, everyone. On Monday of this week, the State Emergency Response Center moved to an enhanced watch. This morning, we fully activated the state activated the State Emergency Response Team here in Raleigh and at our regional coordination centers in Kinston and Burlington. We will remain in 24-hour operations until the threat from Hurricane Idalia has passed. Our concerns for this event are widespread heavy rains with localized flash flooding and moderate riverine and coastal flooding, along with increased tornado and severe weather threat. The emergency operations centers in Duplin, New Hanover, Onslow, and Pender counties have all been activated, and many others are monitoring the storm and impacts in their counties. Columbus County has declared a local state of emergency in addition to a number of other uh, jurisdictions. Staff from North Carolina Emergency Management are working alongside our key government, private sector, and nonprofit and volunteer partners that make up the State Emergency Response Team. We are closely monitoring Adalia's progress and coordinating with our local emergency management partners to make sure counties have the resources they need to respond to the impacts of this storm. In addition to the resources our local jurisdictions are activating to support response operations, we have moved a number of resources into position today to support areas that could be significantly impacted. 
We have seven Swiftwater rescue teams, which equates to 16 boat crews that are staged in multiple locations across the eastern and central parts of the state and ready to move quickly to areas where they could be needed. Likewise, resources from the North Carolina National Guard, including about 130 personnel with over 60 vehicles that can move through high water, are staged and ready to deploy quickly from Kinston, Elizabethtown, Rockingham, and Lillington. Brunswick, Northampton, and Terrell Public Schools will or have already released early today. Beaufort, Brunswick, Craven, Duplin, Green, Jones, Lenore, Onslow, Pamlico, Pitt, Robison, Sampson, Scotland, and Wayne public school systems have already closed for tomorrow. Bladen, Carteret, Columbus, Dare, Harnett, Hoke, Hyde, both mainland and Ocracoke, New Hanover, Pender, and Terrell will be remote or asynchronous tomorrow as well. In addition to the preparedness steps Governor Cooper mentioned, make sure you pay close attention to your local weather forecast and have multiple ways to receive weather alerts and warnings. For, follow any directions that may be issued by your local government officials. Be prepared for the possibility of power outages and flash flooding, and remember to avoid driving on flooded roads. Turn around, don't drown. If you have yard waste on your curb, move that away from the street so it does not wash away and clog storm drains. That could cause or worsen flash flooding in your neighborhood. If your power goes out, be prepared with battery-powered light sources. Avoid using candles and never use a generator or grill inside your home or garage. Generators and grills create deadly carbon monoxide fumes. As always, and as the governor mentioned, readync.gov is your source for emergency preparedness information to make sure your family is ready. Once the storm has passed and we ensure the needs are met here in North Carolina, we will quickly assess availability of resources and turn our attention to helping other states that were hit harder than North Carolina. Thank you to our local emergency management and public safety agencies for the work they are doing today to protect our communities. The state emergency response team stands ready to support the 10.6 million North Carolinians and visitors. Finally, here in North Carolina, we utilize a whole of community approach and each of you are an important part of that. Remember to take care of yourselves and your community, especially those friends and neighbors who may be vulnerable or need assistance. Thank you, Governor. Okay, for the reporters in the room, if you can approach the mi microphones on the side, if you have questions, and then uh, if anyone, any reporters have called in, we'll go to those. Yes, sir. Governor Josh Chapin here, ABC 11. Is it fair to say that you're focused less on the Triangle and the Raleigh-Durham area? You mentioned East of, of I-95, so maybe it could be more specific. And we see some of the school closures there. So is it fair to say that it's not triangle focused? One of the things that people need to remember, you see this cone of uh, influence, so to speak, of the hurricane. You can still feel effects way outside of that zone. So we do expect rain here in, in the triangle, but we think most of the storm, most of the heavier rains will be east of I-95 and along our coast. We do have tropical storm warnings all up and down the coast. We're concerned about the potential for storm surge and always uh, we, we wanna keep an eye out on flash flooding and potentially riverine flooding. We don't know about that yet. This storm is moving faster than people had anticipated. That means we're gonna get some stronger winds than we thought we were gonna get, but maybe less rain. Yes. Um, Don Vaughn with the News and Observer. You mentioned about um, you know hoping for the best, preparing for the worst. What have the past hurricane seasons here 
um, the lessons that that you've taken as far as being ready for you know what we know is coming and what could be you know days out as far as flooding or anything else yeah I, I think we've learned something from every storm and in fact uh, we learned that we needed more information about our rivers and where they were in potential flooding stage and so we've put in the Feynman system that allows us to continue to monitor where our rivers are so that local officials can uh, provide information and warnings and evacuations to people that may live on the river and may be in danger of flooding. We've learned a, a, a lot about uh, what we need to do with our transportation system and getting our roads open as quickly as possible. Uh, I think North Carolina's experience in, in this area has shown us that coordination is most important. And I think uh, across the country, people will look at our emergency operations center. People come from all over the country to look at how we operate here because not only do we have local, state, and federal officials here, we have our utilities, we have our medical people, we have our private nonprofit organizations. We have our volunteer groups. They're all here working in a coordinated effort trying to cover gaps and making sure the people of North Carolina are protected and that we can recover as quickly as possible. Any other questions in the room? Do we have any online? Okay. Yes. Our first question on the phone is from Kenny Beck with WXII 12 News. Kenny, go ahead. Hi, Governor. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, generally speaking, not Adalia specific, given how warm this summer has been and how warm the Atlantic and the Gulf both are right now, are you more concerned about the remainder of hurricane season and its potential impact on our state? Are you more concerned about 2023 than you have been in years past, or is it about the same? Well, first, we cannot lose focus on what is coming at us. So that's our first order of business, making sure that we are ready for this storm. But I don't think there's any question that uh, with the predictions of uh, a greater than average storm year, uh, that we need to be ready uh, and understand that these storms can come at us anyway. And so we, we really want people to prepare their homes uh, have that emergency kit, have that evacuation plan. These are things that you can do now, even if you're in the triad like you and don't expect a whole lot from this storm. Getting ready for the next one, I think, is, is really important for people to do. And as a state, as we look forward to uh, what is happening across the planet, the effects of climate change, we know these storms are going to be more ferocious. It's really important for us to become as resilient as we possibly can when we build and repair and making sure that we are ready for the years ahead. We have a question from Sam Walker, WOBX. Sam Walker, go ahead. Uh, thanks, Governor. Uh, just some words for our visitors that are here with this being the final week before Labor Day not only here on the Outer Banks, but all up and down the North Carolina coast. A few words for them, what they should expect, what they should be uh, ready for. Yeah, well, we love our tourists in North Carolina. We know they come from 
certainly all over the country and even all over the world for our beautiful beaches. Though they are here, they need to be careful. Uh, we are not aware of any evacuation orders that local officials are giving. But when you do have tropical storm warnings, it's important to try to stay inside and stay off of the road uh, for the period of time that the bad weather is here. Uh, and just batten down the hatches for a little while. You know, hopefully that uh, if, we're, if we get through this, they can still have a, a weekend that will be positive. But until this storm is passed, everybody needs to be careful and stay safe. Next question. Okay. Uh, thank you all for coming. Stay safe out there, everybody.